0: Yo, today's QOD is, it's not what's outside of you, it's what's inside of you that matters. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. I hope you had the most fabulous weekend, my friend. And we are going to kick off the week with Mr. Hal Elrod, who's going to talk about, you know, when things aren't going very well, how important it is for you to ask for help, be willing to ask for help, be willing to look for another perspective on things. Also, he's going to talk about taking care of yourself. I know for me personally, I have to move my body. I have to do something every single day, whether that be taking a walk or riding my spin bike or going to the gym or lifting weights in the garage. If I don't do that, I am not my best self at all. And so if you're looking for some inspiration to move your body, if you're looking for some benefits in your business and your personal development when it comes to moving your body, this is the episode for you. And as a matter of fact, I get some of my best ideas when I'm working out. I have a a, a board in my garage and the board, pretty much every single time I work out, I write something on the board, an idea that I get for my business or for my life in general. So make sure you work out and exercise. And also Hal is gonna talk about how his life completely changed when he committed himself, really committed himself to the six key areas of personal development. Hal Elrod, he's coming up.
1: And then the C is for create daily progress towards becoming the person you need to be to create your vision. Create daily progress towards the person you need to be becoming the person you need to be to create your vision. This, before the miracle morning came about, this middle line wasn't in here. It said create daily progress towards creating your vision. And then I learned the most valuable lesson in my life. And that's what we're going to get into. Is that it's not what you do that matters nearly as much as who you become. You work towards a goal and you don't reach it, most people think that's a failure. Not if you really gave it your all because you became the type of person that can give it their all in future circumstances and endeavors. Who you're becoming is far more important than what you're doing, and yet it's what you're doing that determines who you're becoming. So my second rock bottom, which you see surprisingly worse than the first, most people don't, they go, whoa, how do you get worse than dying, right? So 2008, the U.S. economy started to go downhill. It felt like almost overnight. I had just bought my first new house. I had just bought a new car. I was like, life was good. My business was thriving. I was a success coach. And almost overnight, I lost over half of my clients because when they were debating, okay, pay the mortgage or pay how? who's a really nice guy, and if I tell him a sob story, I guarantee he'll let me out of my coaching contract, right? That was an easy one for them. So I let all these people out of their coaching contract. I lost over half my income. I couldn't pay my bills, couldn't pay my mortgage, was $50,000 in credit card debt, and, and stopped exercising completely because I woke up and worked all day long until I went to bed, and I was trying to survive. My relationship was declining because I was depressed and I was stressful, I lost my house that I just bought a year, year and a half earlier. And six months of this downward spiral that got worse and worse and worse. And the reason I say it was harder than the accident is because at the accident, it really was rock bottom. Like, okay, I died. I can't really go any lower. Like, the only place to go is up from here, right? But in 2008, 2009, I was like, oh my gosh, another client canceled. What am I gonna do? So much fear, so much uncertainty. It can't get any worse. Please, God, don't let it get any worse. And then another client canceled. See, that's why it was so difficult. It's like the uncertainty of, it just keeps getting worse. By the way, anybody around in 2008, 2009, remember those times? That wasn't just me going through that period, was it? No? Okay. So after all of this, my wife, six months of this, she finally goes, Hal, sweetie pie. I I love you, and I I don't know what I can do to help you. So I feel like you should reach out and get help from someone, get advice from someone. Because, see, I didn't tell you the important part. I was a success coach, right? So how could I call people, hey, I'm failing miserably. Do you know anyone that needs a success coach? Right? So I I was, like, insecure about being vulnerable to people about what I was going through because it was against my identity. I'm a success coach, and I'm failing miserably. And so she said, call your friend John. John, very successful entrepreneur. He's now a CEO, very young, young CEO. He, uh, and she said, John is brilliant. He's a genius. Um, he loves you. He's not going to, like, tell people you can trust, you know, and, and he's gonna, he cares about you. I'm, I'm sure he can help you. And it clicked. I'm like, gosh, you're right. Why didn't I do that a while ago? And... I finally got on the phone and I called John sitting at my desk in my office, and I'm ready to take notes. And I think, okay, John's gonna have the answer. Like, one, two, three, hell, do this, this, and this, boom. You'll fix your business. You'll turn it around. You'll make money. And I called John. I said, John, hey, buddy, I gotta talk to you, man. I really like serious talk. Do you have a few minutes? He said, yeah. What's going on, bud? And I told him, and I unloaded, I told him everything. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm, I've got my computer open. I'm taking notes. Tell me how to turn this around. I will do any, anything you say, man. I, I'm desperate. I'll do anything. And I'm ready for this prolific business advice. And he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, are you exercising every day? I was like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Are you listening to anything I'm saying? No, I'm not exercising every day. I'm depressed, man. I can't get out of bed. Don't make me say that out loud again. He says, no, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm serious. I'm listening. He said, you're a smart guy. But if you're just sitting at your desk depressed all day, fearful all day, you're not going to think of any ideas that are going to turn things around. He said, you've got to get out the front door every day. got to go for a run. You've got to get oxygen and blood to your brain so you can think clearer, so you can make better decisions. You've got to release the endorphins that running, that exercise releases, so you can feel better and you can make better decisions. I said, John, I hate running, dude. Give me anything else to do. He said, very serious. He said, what do you hate worse, running or your current life situation? I was like, all right, screw you, man. I'll go for a run. Okay, what, what do I do on that run? He said, listen to self-help. Grab, grab your iPod, listen to a self-help audio, an audiobook on success, on mindset, on business building, on anything that can give you, spark new ideas while you're in a peak mental and, and physical state, right? You're running, the oxygen's flowing, the blood's flowing. Not sitting at your desk slunched over with no oxygen in your brain, with your blood pressure down. He said, go run and think about how to solve your problems. And guess what, Hal? I promise you, you'll think of solutions. Little did I know that that was the call that would change my life. And the next morning, I went on a run, not a runner, hated running, went on a run. I went on a run with very negative internal dialogue, right? God, this is so stupid, why, I hate running and this isn't, running is not going to make me any money. This is so stupid. I don't, right? Ugh. But I told John I would. Ugh, right? Grab my iPod, which I was this close to selling for food. And I listen to a Jim Rohn audio. Any Jim Rohn fans? So if you don't know Jim Rohn, he passed away recently, rest in peace. But he is like the godfather of personal development. And he was Tony Robbins' mentor, if you know Tony Robbins. And I go on the run and listen to the audio And I hear a quote from Jim Rohn that actually becomes the quote that changes my life. It becomes my life philosophy to this day. And here's the quote from Jim Rohn. He says, your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become. And it hit me. I literally stopped running and I rewound it and I listened to it again. And I thought, I'm not dedicating time every day to personal development so that I can become the person that I need to be to create the success that I want? Here's a way to think of it. If we're measuring success on a scale of 1 to 10, what level do we want? 10. And do we just want 10 in our career or in our business, or do we want it in our health? Level 10 finances. Level 10, yeah, you're like, good job, Joe, 10. (laughs) I planted him in the audience for all the responses that I need, yeah. Yeah. so well, level 10 health, level 10 finances, level 10 relationships, level 10 spirituality, level 10 energy, right? Why is 5-Hour Energy a billion-dollar company? Because we're struggling for energy. We want more energy. And I went home, and I pulled out my computer, and I Googled Because personal development is a vague topic, kind of, right? Like, I'm like, what is that, reading? What is that? So I Googled best personal development practices, and I, I went through and I'm reading Forbes articles and Huffington Post articles and all everything I can find online, and I end up coming up with a list of six practices, six, that everybody swears by, but I was disappointed because I had heard of all of them, right? Aren't we always looking for the magic bullet, the thing we've never seen, that we never heard? It's going to be, right? oh, you've never it before, the newest invention, the newest, this new they found this new molecule that if you take it, you'll lose weight really fast, right? We're looking for the thing we never heard of because we already tried all the things that we heard of and they didn't work for us. Or did we not make them work for us? So at first I'm disappointed and then it hits me. I don't do any of these things every day. All six of these, I don't do any of them every day. And I decide, okay, I'm going to try a few of them, but which one should I do? It was meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling. I had tried all of them, never mastered any of them. But I mean, I never, never even come close to mastering them. And so I thought, which ones should I do? Maybe I'll do one, maybe I'll do two. And then it hit me, what if I did all six? That would be like personal development, like turbo charge, accelerated, right? And so I decide to try all six the next day, but I think, when am I going to do it? I'm not a morning person, That was the only time that made sense. And I kept remembering how many successful people start their day with with some sort of successful ritual. In fact, I love this quote from Evan Pagan. Your first ritual that you do each day is your highest leverage ritual by far because it sets your mindset and the context for the rest of your day. And so I think, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm not a morning person, but I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow and I'm going to do all six of these. And I wake up the next morning and by the way, I didn't know how to do any of those really. I mean, I didn't know how to read or exercise, but like I had to Google how to meditate. I had to Google how to do visualization. And I go through and I do all six. And I start the day in silence, 10 minutes of meditation and prayer. And I feel peaceful. Now, keep in mind, this is the time in my life when I used to wait till I had to wake up at the last minute, hit the snooze button a few times, get out of bed feeling depressed, defeated, discouraged, unsuccessful, unconfident, and go to work and. Try to put on a happy face for my clients and go home and crawl into bed and escape behind beneath the covers. But I wake up that morning and I'm feeling optimistic for the first time in six months. And I do 10 minutes of meditation. I read affirmations that remind me of how powerful we all are. That my potential isn't based on who I was in the past, but it's based on who I can become in the future, in the, in the moment. I close my eyes and I visualize what I want. I see it, it becomes real. I visualize myself doing what I need to do to make it a reality. And I feel I, I want to open my eyes and actually do the thing because I just saw it. I do a minute, 10 minutes of jumping jacks and yoga and just whatever I could do just to move my body. And I felt alive. I felt energized. I felt so much better. I pull out a self-help book and I read five pages and I feel I got some ideas that I can implement right away. I pull out my journal. I write down what I'm grateful for. And I feel grateful. I write down what I'm going to do that day to win that day. What do I have to do to make that day great? I don't let the day happen to me. I don't let my life happen to me, but I decide what's going to happen that day to make sure that I win that day. And 6 a.m. rolls around, and I'm on fire. I feel amazing. Now, here's the interesting thing. Did my outer world change, right? Did my bank account balance change? Did my creditors go away? Did my house all of a sudden come back? No. No. My life was still a mess, but remember, it's not what's outside of you, it's what's inside of you that matters. I started to become the person that I needed to be to turn my life around and create everything I wanted for my life, and theoretically, at that moment, I thought, this could be the one thing that changes everything. If I feel this good every day at 6 a.m., holy crap, I'm going to be unstoppable. And so I started waking up at 5 a.m. and doing it every day for the next week. After one week, did I stop? No, I went, this is so good. I want more of it. What am I going to do? Wake up at four? I'm going to get up at four tomorrow. I've gotten up at 4 a.m. or earlier for the last seven, five, how many years now? Seven years, four years, six years? Every day. I get up at four and it's even better the next morning, right? Wow, two hours of this. And here's why I started calling it the miracle morning. Now, that was, there was no name for it. It was literally in my schedule, personal development at 5 a.m., I start calling it the miracle morning because two months of doing this and as a direct result of my morning routine, I completely transform my life.
0: That was Hal Elrod. His website is halelrod.com. You can watch today's talk. It's about 90 minutes, I want to say. On the YouTube, it's called Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning. That's the name of his book as well, The Miracle Morning. I highly recommend you check that one out. And also uh, check out my free ebook. It's called The Course Cure. It's on my website at seancroxton.com. And follow me on the Instagram at seancroxton. And last but not least, if you want to listen to ad-free episodes without the commercials, go to your app store download the stitcher app and join stitcher premium for 4.99 a month and you will hear no more ads that is it for me i'm out peace